welcome to this episode of the award-winning Best of the Left podcast. This is a sample of our recent bonus episode, usually only available to members. These episodes are comprised of our crew of researchers, Amanda and myself, all getting together for a roundtable discussion on topics that we find interesting. So here's a few minutes for free so you can know what all the fuss is about. Speaking of... Republicans and conservatives more broadly, desperately wanting for their movement to be seen in the same light as the civil rights movement. Amanda and I were talking recently about indoctrination in education. This is another one of the reframing tactics of conservatives saying that, you know, teaching reasonable things in school is indoctrination, which sounds scary, it sounds authoritarian, sounds terrible. But as we were discussing that, you know, and of course the, the reflexive response is, come on, no, we're not like indoctrination is a ridiculous word to use to describe what we're doing. But I thought about it a little bit. I was like, I don't know. Is it? And am I against it? <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> not, uh, you know, I, I never base an argument on the definition of a word because that's ridiculous. I mean, arguments based on semantics are arguments built on sand. However, the definition of indoctrination, just for reference, is the process of teaching a person or group to accept a set of beliefs uncritically. And I thought, okay, so like they're using that to describe things that they disagree with being taught in schools and, you know, that there is a suggestion that, uh, that what is being taught is obviously right and shouldn't be questioned. And of course, we're talking about, you know, gay acceptance, trans acceptance, you know, the whole the whole list of things that they are in a knot about right now. But broadly, that definition of indoctrination actually does apply to a whole lot of things that get taught in schools. And uh, and you know, and I'm not just talking about math where they're like, here's how algebra works. Let's not have a debate about it because I'm just right. <laughs> That's how algebra works. Like the same would go for the civil rights movement. We have got, come so far as a country that even the right wing sees themselves as the Martin Luther Kings of their era and fighting for peace and justice and you know racial blindness. And so the civil rights movement is something that is taught in school, and there is not a lot of debate that is encouraged over that issue. And arguably, that's indoctrination. We are teaching a person or a group to accept a set of beliefs like integration is good and segregation is bad uncritically. We're not opening up 14-year-olds to have a debate in school about that. And so what this made me realize is that the debate isn't about indoctrination. Framing it that way is a scare tactic for sure. Just using that word because it sounds scary is a scare tactic, but it turns out we actually all believe in indoctrination and the debate is just about what information is worthy of fitting into the category of indoctrination for our kids. And so then that whole thought process reminded me of, of like kind of a throwaway line that Sam Cedar 
had when talking about Kanye and being anti-Semitic and going on one of those interview shows that he ended up walking out on. And this isn't like the most eloquent thing he's ever said. I just want to give him credit because, I don't know, it like helped solidify it in my mind. Okay, we're having a civil argument as to whether essentially Jews are vermin who control the world or not. We're just having a civil argument about it. This is not a topic of civil argument. This is not a topic of like, hey, you know what? Should we, uh, you know, increase the payroll tax by X amount of percentage? Is that going to lead towards, you know, or or should we raise the minimum wage or lower the minimum wage? Is that going to impact unemployment? Uh, Is it right what the Fed is doing? Or, you know, uh, are are men different than women? You know, what's their different love language? This is not the same type of argument. And so that just, it sort of bubbled back up for me as, as we were talking about indoctrination and I heard Sam's voice just like clarifying that there is a difference between topics that are legitimate to debate and topics that are not. And that is basically the dividing line between what we think we should collectively indoctrinate our children with and what we shouldn't. So Luckily, we've gotten to the point where we do indoctrinate kids with anti-racism. Well, you know, at least old school anti-racism, not new school anti-racism, where, you know, civil rights movement was good. That's something that we will indoctrinate kids about. But the debate now is basically the new civil rights movement. It's should we have a civil debate about whether the LGBTQ community deserves to be treated as full humans or not. We're just trying to have a civil debate, the conservatives say, and you're trying to indoctrinate. And what I would say is, yep, that's right. I want to move that debate into the category of topics that is not up for debate. Yeah. So the only part that I would push back is the uncritical part, right? Because I don't think that's exactly what happens. I think when you have those thoughtful discussions, you talk about the history and you talk about the why, it also makes knowledge transferable for people. So someone who is just taught unequivocally that the civil rights movement is good and now we're in a better spot because of it, won't transfer that knowledge to apply to the LGBTQIA community. Whereas when we actually have that full discussion about the why, (laughs) And why it even took place in the first place and what led us into like having slavery and, you know, all of the historical presidents, like, again, a child that's actually taught the full scope of everything can easily transfer that knowledge to apply to any category of oppressed people, including ones that aren't located in their country, right? <laughs> because that's the the other part of it, like, okay, you can treat people one way because we're all Americans, Uh, But we also need you to be able to apply that knowledge outside of, you know, our imaginary borders, because what are borders? But (laughs) I own this land that I didn't own to begin with. Like, (laughs) but I digress, right? (laughs) (laughs) I think, Aaron, I think that's a good point that it's not just like, here's a set of facts that you should believe are good that like we are like building the case to some degree, but, but it, I think. I don't know, Jamie, correct me if I'm wrong. I think the the thing that doesn't happen is 
okay, you, this side of the class plays segregationists <laughs> and this side of the class plays, you know, desegregationists. Now fight each other and see who wins, you know? <laughs> it's like that part isn't there, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, they I mean, it, of course, the, it can get squishy when you try to define what critical, uh, you know, education includes and, you know, details and context and all of those things, sure, that helps implant and anchor information with, you know, solid evidence and, and all of that. But yeah, but they're, they're definitely not encouraging open and civil debate over whether, I don't know, like some people didn't want those black kids coming into their school. Did they have a point? Discuss, you know, that's, that's not I what's think happening. That's, this is exactly why I have so much solidarity with trans people gay people, like people, like the Jewish anti-Semitism thing right now is the debate about whether you're fully human. Like in my lifetime that like I have, I have felt that like I am not fully at the same level as other people like that. They, they are not accepting me as fully, And that's fundamentally what this, this whole thing is about. Are these people really human do they really deserve human rights and and once you you know broaden it out and accept that that's the question that's being asked then it's it's harder for them then they have to go to the framing things then they have to go to the all all the other tricks because the real question they can't really ask well and the threat of it right what is at risk for allowing an LGBTQI person to just exist, to be fully the civilization human, right? will collapse like, immediately. <laughs> well, I mean, they do give you the scare tactics, right? If if they're you know full people, then it's going to be glorified, and people are going to want to be gay, and people are going to you know there's not going to be the shame, the suicide rates, the <laughs> all the negative things that we now have because we do have a culture who doesn't see LGBTQI people as fully human. Uh, we won't have kids who are closeted till they're nineteen, twenty. 40. I mean, there are people who don't come out for a really long time because of that internal shame. Like as a a gay person, I knew not to tell people like I knew what was going to, you know, be at stake for, you know, becoming this quote other. So like, we are definitely aware of that. But in the argument, you don't ever hear, you know, you hear these risk factors, never weighing like, what are the benefits if we just accepted LGBTQIA people, if they have rights, if they didn't feel this threat constantly, if they didn't have to think about what gas station to stop at on their (laughs) way uh, across country. Right. Um, Yeah. I mean, you're bringing up the current thing that you like, I I want to point that that's not a hypothetical. That's a thing that you specifically told us about recently, a thing that you still have to worry about today. And where was I most worried? Where Dion currently resides. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, and everything you just said, I think points to the fact that this isn't actually, well, I mean, it isn't actually indoctrination because anything taught in school, like Jay just outlined is counter indoctrination because from the time you are a child, You've known these things. Why? Because society has indoctrinated (laughs) you to believe this about yourselves. And the education part is that we have to break out of that. Now, I, I don't know. I truly believe that young, young children who will just play on the playground with anyone and not think about anything other than they're another kid like me, 
they're at the level where humanity actually could start at, right? <laughs> or it, that we do start at. But the more they exist in this world and in this society, and the more messages that they receive about what we believe is right, wrong, good, bad, etc., that's when you start to feel like you don't belong here and that you're an other. And so the education is like countering the bad influence of society and trying to fix what we have clearly done terribly wrong for most of human history. And this is the, the Hollywood indoctrination aspect that they're so worried about, especially like the mm-hmm. what, quote unquote gay agenda. I saw this little TikTok, very short, it says, what if your, uh, your favorite show introduces a gay character and it goes to the generations? Zoomer, no reaction at all. Millennial looks over like, oh, yay. Gen, Gen X makes a little joke like, oh, oh gay. And then <laughs> Boomer, furious angry but that is indoctrination like the more that they put like people of color gay characters in shows that are just people and that's just an aspect of who they are it just becomes more and more normal and then you just accept it as oh that's that's jim that's not gay jim that's that's steve not black steve you know but i'm now more on amanda's thinking that it's really just countering the indoctrination because gay people have always existed. They just were erased from history because who wrote the narratives, who told history, who do we read writing from that period? It's not gay individuals. And if it is, again, it's been edited, published and branded a certain way to not appear that. Um, but I mean, there's and plenty of Christian figures indoctrination too, or fighting, right? I mean, that's pervasive. Yeah. Yeah. And so and I mean, as, as, as people who abhor, basing arguments on semantics. I just want to point out that my take on your gentle pushback is it's all indoctrination. It's, it's okay. <laughs> yes, it is. It is indoctrination. It's counter indoctrination. It, it just is like the whole point is we have a bunch of things that we want to push and have not be questioned. And so do they, they have a bunch of things that they want to push and have not be questioned. And society as a whole has a bunch of structural ideas that get pushed on everyone. And it doesn't get questioned because it's not even talked about consciously. It's just messages that come through. And so that's a form of structural indoctrination. What I was trying to do was depower the scariness of the word mm-hmm. because they're using it as a scare tactic. And I'm taking its power by adopting it. Yep. We're, we're all trying to indoctrinate. We are, you are, congratulations. Let's move on to just debating what we're going to teach our kids. So uh, to, to maybe come close to wrapping this conversation, Bill Maher, unfortunately, is going to make an appearance. And there's a good chance, and if you don't watch the Bill Maher show, that you actually didn't catch this clip because what he says is not good, but it's not as incredibly horrific as he usually is when he says something bad. And so the left wing media didn't really pick up on it. I, I just, I caught this cause my right wing media flag caught it. So um, he's talking about Florida governor, Ron DeSantis, and he's speaking with Rokana and they're having some kind of a like gentle debate over like how big of a deal the don't say gay bill is. I read the don't say gay, which is not the name of the law. They called it the don't say gay law. It could have been called the let's do things in schools the way we did five years ago law. 
It really could have. Super quick. And as I said, like of all the terrible things that Bill Maher says, that's pretty low on the list, but I'm bringing it into this conversation because I think it is actually a subtle, but good example of this description. I'm, I'm positing of indoctrination that the difference between debating and indoctrination is the line between topics that are okay for civil debate and topics that aren't, as Sam was describing with anti-Semitism. And so for Bill Maher to describe the don't say gay bill as let's go back to five years ago, what he's saying is people are trying to move the line about what should be taught and what should be seen as not up for debate. And I, Bill Maher, a long-term progressive television host, supposedly, think that it would be okay to go back and keep those things in the realm of debate. Let's keep homosexuality in the realm of civil debate. Let's keep trans lives in the realm of civil debate, as opposed to advocating that we pull them out and say, People's lives are not up for debate. That's it That's for today's free sample. There's lots more of that particular episode. There's like also a brand really new episode curious. just out I, that I'm you haven't surprised. heard any of yet, as well as there being dozens of past bonus episodes that you get access to in your feed the minute you sign up as a new member. Pain members are who make this entire show possible, and so these bonus episodes are a fun way to say thanks to them for their support. In addition to those full bonus episodes, members also get bonus clips in every single regular episode as well as there being no ads in the regular show. If you would like to be our newest member, you can sign up at bestoftheleft.com support. You can use our Patreon page, or you can do it from right inside the Apple Podcast app, and links to get there are right in our show notes. We usually run a membership drive during the summer, but things were too busy for us this year, and so we did not do that and wish we had. We're really feeling a bit of the squeeze right now as the year comes to a close, and so we could really use your support right now. If you've been thinking about or meaning to sign up as a member, now would be a great time. And if you're making your list of year-end contributions, we can't offer you a tax break for your membership, but I hope you'll consider us a worthy investment anyway. And if you can't afford membership, I offer free financial hardship memberships. Just drop me an email to j at bestoftheleft.com and we will get you set up, no questions asked. Or again, to sign up and support the show and our ability to give away free financial hardship memberships, visit us at bestoftheleft.com support. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.